blanket and some sunblock. It's time for lying on the beach on camera. Lowest state. Welcome to another edition of Lying on the Beach on Camera. I'm Steve Greenberg with Lois Whitman Hess. And our engineer is David Nevis. And our extra special guest today is Anna Chewy. Hi, Anna. She is currently a student at Emory University getting her degree in physical therapy. She hopes that one day she'll become a physical therapist for dancers. But that's not why she's here. Where she's here because we want to talk to Anna because she lives in what's called a tiny house. And that means the total house square footage is under 400 square feet. And it's a huge trend in housing right now. So tiny houses are huge. And Anna is part of that trend. And we thank her for joining us. And so I'm going to start off with the first most obvious question. Please show us around your tiny house. I want to see everything. So give us a real good tour. Okay, so I'm going to go to the front first. Here's my front door. Um, and so you walk in here. And then I flip you around. There's kind of the entrance way. We've got a little couch. That's the living room. In. <laughs> up in that loft up there is where I sleep. So you climb up the ladder to sleep. And then we've got a little mini fridge. We have. Oh my God, it's so cute. <laughs> and then we have the kitchen. So we've got a little stove. The oven does not work. Um, oh. Yeah. We've got that, that's, a, that's a tiny house with a big problem, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> and the bathroom, I think, is the main attraction here. So um, the is a composting toilet. So it does not flush. Um, it just collects kind of like an outhouse. And mm. then the shower is a bucket, literal bucket. Um, so that's oh my God. interesting. And then back here, it's just a twin bed in the corner. Um, For like a, a guest bed, sort of? Yeah, kind of like a guest bed. I use it to study in here. But um, yeah, so there's it from the back. And the reason you don't have a, a more traditional shower is because that's just this one in particular. But other tiny houses have a real shower because I've seen other tiny houses with a real shower, right? Yeah, um, I think it was a space constraint probably in here. And that's why. Uh, so Anna, before we go, so, so people don't think you're just crazy for living in a tiny house. Uh, just give us a quick synopsis of the program you're in and why you decided to rent a tiny house. Yep, so I am in school right now, as you guys said, for physical therapy. And as part of our schooling, we do clinical rotations. Um, so I have three total clinical rotations and each one are two and a half months and they're kind of all around the US. So we have to pick up and move every two and a half months and I found this on Airbnb and uh, it suited the need and um, here I am. And where are, you to... where are you originally from? I'm from Los Angeles, Manhattan Beach. Okay, so now you're living in Kentucky. But right. before you go on, we have to, how, if you don't mind me asking, how much does it cost to rent a tiny house? She does mind you asking. <laughs> I asked her, not you, Lois. 
Anna, <laughs> how much does it cost to rent a tiny house? So it's about 4,000 for two and a half months total. Oh, oh, for two and a half months. Okay, well that's- See, Steve was having a heart attack. I said right? 4,000 a month in, in Kentucky. <laughs> I'm getting very worried about the cost of living. So, so, but what, so what would an, an, a more traditional apartment cost in the Kentucky area that you're in? About the you same? Know, Is this considered high or lower? About the same. Um, but sometimes you're in someone's home and I didn't really want to do that. I kind of wanted my own space. Um, and I'm in a safe neighborhood, which is good. Um, so I'm in someone's backyard and it's a trailer that the family built. You know, and people need to know this, our, our viewers need to know that this is really a huge trend. It's not just Anna who's decided to find the smallest house in the world to live in. There are thousands of people. In fact, years ago, I did a story for Home and Garden Television where I interviewed a woman called Sarah Sanka, and she wrote a book called The Not So Big House. There's a TV show now on Bravo called Tiny Houses, Tiny House Nation or something like that. So this tiny house thing is a big deal. And they say, and this is what I really want you to verify or not, that when you live in a tiny house, it makes you appreciate the outdoors more. It makes you appreciate your community more and also makes you devalue things. You know, you're not as, things aren't as important. Now, again, you're just visiting a tiny house. You're not living in one, but do you get that sense of it all or, is, or do you not see any advantage to something so tiny? Oh yeah. Well, the bathroom itself, you don't realize like being in a normal size bathroom, just what a luxury that is. So <laughs> it's been an adjustment for me. Um, and also just kind of being alone in the space is like really, um, it's homey and it's cozy and you never get lonely. And I've never been to Kentucky before. So, um, you know, I don't have family here and, um, I don't know anyone here, so it kind of makes it feel like, um, you know, this is my little space and it's not too huge just for me. Um, and yeah, it really makes me appreciate space and how you can fit things in a really small amount of space. Are you going to get a tiny house at another location? Um, probably not. They're kind of hard to find on Airbnb. Um, mm -hmm. So this was kind of a rare find, um, but I found it. I didn't even look further. I just booked it because it was so cool. So I have, I have a picture of the outside of your tiny house. How do you get used to a toilet and a shower like that? I mean, does the water come out of that bucket? It doesn't come out. It actually, the water pressure is great. The water is hooked up to the main house and there's some lines that go in and attach to this trailer. Um, so I have gas, I have heat, um, the water pressure and the water temperature is great. Um, it's just kind of the straight, the constraint of the space itself. Um, you kind of are standing in there and the shower curtain like is clinging on to you and you're like constantly well, fighting it kind of. I, I, I think this one, the worst part of it is, I mean, your case in this specific uh, tiny house is the bathroom. Because I have been to other tiny houses that have a tiny bathroom, but it's more traditional with a shower head and a drain. And it, it doesn't, you know, it's tiny, but it's not, you know, this right kind of rough, you know, you're really roughing it with that that kind of so, bathroom. So Anna, why did they, it's called what, a composite toilet? Yeah, a composting toilet. Composting. Uh-huh. 
so like when do when do you empty out its contents so i don't do that the owner of the main house comes in every couple of days and empties it um so thankfully i don't have to do that so is it emptied from the inside or the outside from the inside from the inside okay so it would be interesting if two people were living in there together (laughs) yep (laughs) So so, so, so does the waste go below the level line of the borderline or you're looking at the waste? Um, you mean for the water in the toilet? Yes. So there's no water in the toilet. Yeah, it's, okay. Um, it's kind of like a latch that you open and close. Oh, so, um, so you're not looking at the waste? No. No. Okay. It so drops he, into a hole. So, yeah. So Anna is a ballerina as well. I want her to tell us a little bit about it. But can you imagine, Anna, when you're a famous ballerina or a famous physical therapist for uh, ballerinas, when you have a toto toilet that's self-cleaning and cleans your front, your back, you're up, you're down. And then you remember this toilet, it's going to be quite a, uh, a story to be told. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, Anna, so I, I want to go back to so that, that Sarah Susanka, in her book, she talks about how human beings think, we've been brought up to think we need big mansions with a moat around them and lots of huge rooms. But when, when you put a human being in that situation, they gravitate to a small room to watch TV and huddle you know, in a little den of the house because she believes you know, that's who we are as, as animals, that we want to be in a small space. And that's why she's a big advocate of the tiny house. Do you feel there's some truth in that or is that just uh, nonsense? What, what would be your take on that? I feel like if I was in a bigger space alone, I might feel almost lonely in it and it's empty and hollow feeling. Um, but here it's, it's perfect. I get home from my clinical rotation. I walk in the front door and it's so homey and warm and happy and the wallpaper that they did, everything about this house is very like cute and fun. So, yeah. So there is something positive to be said for living in a small space, correct? Is that your take on it? Yeah, you have the minimal items that you need, you know exactly where they are, um, and you have just enough to be happy. Okay, well that's- So listen, I've been on, uh, you know, expeditions and not quite cruise ships, and we had tiny little bathrooms, tiny, you know, just two little bunk beds and everything was very tiny. And that becomes in your state of mind home. That's, you know, that's what you get used to. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, unlike the expedition boats, the tiny house doesn't move when you're taking a shower, which no, is a good no. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have another question for you. You mentioned the trailer. So is it actually, because some, some tiny houses, are built with a foundation and and they're just they're like a regular house this is not that this is more you said more of a trailer correct yeah, this is a trailer and the couple that owns the main house the two of them built it themselves without anyone else so um yeah it's uh it so was- what does that mean it's a trailer steve so it's actually it was a, a movable trailer that they locked in that space and they built a house around, you know, in, in, you know, incorporating the trailer into it. Whereas some tiny houses are actually built with a, just the way houses with, you know, cinder block base and built up from there and real plumbing going in. And that's why those tiny houses have a more traditional tiny bathroom 
where you have more of what you might find in a trailer, which is why your bathroom is kind of the way it is. So I think that's so, what makes so your is the house, house different. Is the house mounted on bra uh, brackets where it could be moved around? Yeah, it's on wheels. Wheels, um, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That attaches to a truck or something so it can be pulled places. But wait a minute, it may go to you with you to the next location. <laughs> can you imagine every school you go to, instead of luggage, you're pulling a tiny house with you. But you wouldn't sense. have to pack you wouldn't have to pack and unpack. It's I think it's a it's it's perfect. Yeah. I like that idea. Do you know so your what, next location? So what happened with the oven? I mean, some people like to bake. So yes, they said that they don't hook up the oven because the gas is just too much for the little house and all of the gas then rises to the upper bed and it collects in the ceiling. Um, oh, interesting. So yeah, they just don't. So how do you, so you can't cook at all? You can't, you have I no cooking ability. Yeah, I can use the stovetop. The stovetop, oh. the cooktop. The burners. Okay, but that's that's still gas. It's still gas. Right, but I guess the gas amount from the stove is not as much as the oven. Oh, I guess okay. is their reasoning. I don't know. Do you have a microwave oven there? I do. I yeah. thought. Yeah, so there. Who yeah. needs an oven? Who needs an oven? Right, exactly. You know, I most, never, I've never used it. Anna, most people, including that guy Steve Greenberg, they take their gadgets, their books their clothes, their shoes, and they store it in the oven. <laughs> I, I, I literally used to keep sweaters in the oven years and years ago. I don't do it anymore, but I had very little closet space. I had a lot of sweaters. I moved to Miami. I didn't know what to do with them. So I kept them in the oven. Um, and I was always afraid I'd one day forget and you know preheat something and, and burn it. But, but I never, you know, I never actually used the oven. So it wasn't a big problem. So I, I know it. And by the way, here in New York, uh, 400 square feet sounds luxurious. So most, like my apartment is a, you know, is considered huge and it's like 640 square feet. So, um, you know, so don't, don't think 400 is, is so tiny. Come to New York City and you'll have to learn to adapt to uh, small spaces. We, we all live in tiny houses here. <laughs> uh, Anna, uh, do you think that you would want to live in another tiny house? Um, for a short amount of time, I would, if it was a forever thing or longer than two and a half months, I feel like it may get a little, uh, specifically the bathroom, I think. Um, I mean, it'd get old. It, and it and old. you have, you, I'm telling you in a real other tiny house, you can have a more normal bathroom and you won't be so freaked out by it. But if you watch Lois, have you seen Tiny House Night Nation on Bravo? Yes. Uh -huh, it's yeah. actually very, you get to see some really amazing houses that are under 400 or 350 square feet. And they get, a, and they, it could be a husband, a wife, and it could be two kids all living oh, in this wow. little tiny space. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and these tiny houses are being used you know, in such innovative ways that I think it is a huge feature. You know, if uh, you know, there's a single person and they're alone and they want to live with the family, but the family doesn't want them in the main house to interfere with you know, the young kids or what other, you know, the marriage or something. They have a place right on the grounds. It's their own cottage. I, you know, I don't like to stay with people. I would love that. Go in, you know, close the door, you know, open the lights, watch my own programs. Don't have to hear the family. Don't talk to them. I mean, I think it's a great way. Or if you have an elderly parent 
or you have somebody that you know, handicapped that needs help, you know, wants to live independent, but you know, wants to live close by. I mean, these tiny houses serve such purposes. So, uh, tell us about your program, uh, you know, that you are a ballerina. I want people to understand that they're not just talking to an average person. Oh, so I grew up doing Russian ballet my whole life. Um, my teacher was from Russia and he only spoke Russian. Um, and I danced about 25 hours a week. Um, oh, wow. Where was this? This was in Venice, California. Okay. Um, so I did that and then I went to college at Elon University in North Carolina and they have a dance science degree, um, which only a few schools in the country do. So I was a double major in dance performance and choreography and then dance science with the dream of going to PT school, which um, now I'm in currently. So, so you're not in any ba um, you know, ballet performances any place? Uh, not currently. Um, but you could, right? I could, yeah. Um, once I get out of school, I think I'll um, pick it back up and hopefully do that on the side. So you'll, yeah, so you'll be working as a physical therapist for dancers, right? Right. That's the dream. So right now, that's actually what I'm doing at my rotation. Um, my instructor does dance physical therapy, so I'm kind of under her wing. Um, so how do you set up a practice like that? Yeah, so um, you go wherever you're living and you find the dance studios and dance companies in the area and you go and you advertise yourself as I was a former dancer and um, I treat dancers and here's my business card. And then you kind of start getting a following of dancers that are coming to see you and word of mouth happens and um, then you can open your own practice as a um, physical therapist for dancers, so. So Anna, you could start a commune of dancers in the mountains of California someplace and everybody has a tiny house. It's, it's like a camp. You know those camp bungalows, you know, that they lined up? You know, Steve, who has a lot of money, he could invest in all these little tiny houses on the mountain in Malibu, all around, and all these dancers come to some platform in the middle of all these tiny houses, and that's where you know, you do your physical therapy, or you train, or you... Well, you know, know, what we could do is, like, Lois has 4,000 square feet where she lives. She could put 10 tiny houses <laughs> in her apartment. I, in this apartment, I could put one. So <laughs> if anyone's doing a financial analysis on this little group, I hope they take that information. I um, spent all my money. You still have your Sweet 16 money. Uh, I don't know. I could 10 tiny houses could fit in her apartment. 10. Count them, everybody at home. So I think that's important Thank to know. Yeah, we have too many plants. David, any questions about the tiny house? Because you might be in the market for a tiny house. What do you think? Uh yeah, tiny house. Oof. I think I'm <laughs> I, I think I'm fine with my uh, one bedroom apartment. I mean, it's not Any square feet. I honestly I I I don't even know. Um, Does the toilet flush? Yes, the toilet flush. The toilet works. Um, I have a uh, have a shower. Um, nice you size. Room. Anna has a wife. Yes, and I have a wife and uh, a lovely, gorgeous wife. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you. but like I said, if you watch that Bravo show, husband, wife, two kids living in four hundred square feet, it can be done. <sighs> but and they use the outside a lot, of course. But they all. 
end the day inside that little tiny house. So that's the what's so amazing. And they're happy. They feel it's, it keeps the family together, obviously very close together. And it's also, um, you know, psychologically, there's something about being in a small space that's advantageous, according to some of the writers of some of the books. So um, something to keep in mind. Uh, have we covered the topic, do you think? I think we certainly did. Anna has been an absolute delight. We're very privileged to have her with us. She's Absolutely. busy from 8 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock at night every day. So this And my is guess is, place. even though it's a tiny house, she'll still be able to do some pirouettes and, <laughs> and dance inside that little space. Oh, so uh, we'll, we'll leave you to do that in a second or two. But this has been really fascinating. Uh, we've all learned a little bit about a little more about tiny houses. Check out Sarah Susanka's book, The Not So Big House. I actually read the book and it's a, it's fascinating all about the psychology and also just the design of a tiny house. And um, I think I think we're set, we're wrapped. So Anna, thank you very much. Uh, I'm Steve Greenberg with... Lois Whitman-Hess. And our engineer... David Yevers. And we have all been lying on the beach on camera. So long, everybody. Bye.